We're in Acts chapter 14. We'll start reading in verse 19. Acts chapter 14 and verse 19. And there came thither certain Jews from Antioch and Iconium, who persuaded the people, and having stoned Paul, drew him out of the city, supposing he had been dead. Howbeit, as the disciples stood round about him, he rose up and came into the city, and the next day departed with Barnabas to Derbe. And when they had preached the gospel to that city and had taught many, they returned again to Lystra and to Iconium and to Antioch, confirming the souls of the disciples and exhorting them to continue in the faith, and that we through much tribulation enter into the kingdom of God. You can be seated. I love West Coast Baptist College. 25 years at West Coast Baptist College. Uh, One of the improvements to this college that that I appreciate so much is the accreditation. How many of you would say amen if you appreciate the accreditation of West Coast Baptist College? How does it feel to know that you are here learning from qualified instructors about the Word of God, but you're also getting a quality education at the same time? But can I tell you today, the education for some of you here today is going to end up being useless if you don't get some grit to go along with the education. The Apostle Paul is on his first missionary journey here in in, in Acts chapter 14. West Coast Baptist College is all about a good education, but more than that, it's about training laborers for the harvest. It's not educating educators for his classroom. It's training laborers for the harvest. Yes, education is part of your training. I'm not downplaying education, as we will see here in a moment. But more than getting education while you are here, you need to get grit while you're here. You need to get grit. Education is very important. Once again, do not get me wrong. Uh, without an education, it's, it's not really going to work. Good luck studying the deepest book in the Bible, the deepest book in all the world, the Holy Scriptures, without a good education. But there's also been m- m- many studies done on this character trait called grit. Uh, Dr. Angela Duckworth has a doctorate in psychology, and she's the leading psychologist that has devoted her life to this character trait called grit. She writes about it in her New York Times bestselling book. The book is called Grit, The Power of Passion and Perseverance. In this book, she defines grit as passion and perseverance, especially for long-term goals. She has found grit to be a common factor in high achievers. You want to be a high achiever? You need grit. They observed through this study that individuals high in grit were able to maintain their determination and their motivation over long periods despite experiences with failure and adversity. They concluded at the end of this gigantic study they did that grit is a better predictor of success than education or talent. 
Grit is important because it's a, it's a driver of achievement and a driver of success. It will take you beyond where any education will ever take you. Grit will take you. You see, being naturally smart and talented and getting a good education is great, but your education will do you no good without some grit with it. Without grit, talent is nothing more than unmet potential. It's a waste. It's only with grit that education and talent becomes skill that leads to success. Some of the most used men of God in the scriptures are men with superb education. You think of Moses. He was raised in the palace of Pharaoh. He was given the same education that an Egyptian Pharaoh would have. That was the best education in the world. Acts chapter 7 verse 22 says, And Moses was learned in all the wisdom of the Egyptians. Think about that. In all of the wisdom of the Egyptians. And was mighty in words and in deeds. He had the finest tutors and the best education all of the world and all of Egypt could offer. Yet that's not really what made him famous. Sure, God used that education. It's not by coincidence we have the Pentateuch, the first five books of the Bible tonight, uh, this morning. But it's, it's not a coincidence that God used that education. However, it's not because strictly of the education that God used Moses. He used Moses because he was a man that would not accept Pharaoh's no. He was a man that had the grit to wander in the Sinai desert for years and years and years and stick to his convictions. And when everyone, all of the rest of Israel was down there worshiping the golden calf, he was spending time with the Lord. Let me tell you something, that's grit. That's why God used Moses. Passion and persistence. Daniel also had a superb education. He was a standout in all of Israel. He was a standout in the Babylonian uh, empire also. Daniel chapter 1 verse 4, he, he was selected uh, as children in whom was no blemish, but well-favored, and skillful in all wisdom, and cunning in knowledge, and understanding science, and such as had ability to stand in the king's place, whom they might teach the learning and the tongue of the Chaldeans. In other words, they were going to be educated with the finest education that Babylon had to offer. Yet Daniel is, was a standout in his studies there, but he's not known for his scholarly studies. He's, what makes Daniel Daniel is Daniel 1.8. Daniel purposed in his heart, there's the grit, that he would not defile himself with a portion of the king's meat. Education is very important, but it will do you little good without grit. That's what West Coast Baptist College is about. It's about a, getting a godly fire, a godly passion and persistence and grit in your heart for the Lord. There's no work where education is more important. Think about this. If you had open heart surgery today, I promise you, you would, do everything, you would have done everything you can to look into the education of that doctor that's performing open heart surgery. You probably want to know where, where, where that guy went to school. You probably want to know what's going on. And, and, and if you are going to be a preacher or a Bible teacher, you are a surgeon of the soul. You better know your Bible. There is no more work with more of eternal consequences and of a serious nature than teaching and preaching the word of God, no matter what the capacity 
There is no more work where education is more important than teaching and preaching the eternal truths of the word of God. But more than education, there's nowhere where grit is more needed than in the hearts of our young people and Bible college students today. Because education alone is not enough. You need grit. You need grit. Grit will take you places your education can't. Grit will enable you to accomplish things far beyond what your real capacity is limited to. It'll let you accomplish things that your talent is not capable of. Grit will empower you to do things for the Lord that cannot be accomplished any other way. We see grit in many Bible characters, but we specifically see grit in the Apostle Paul in his first missionary journey, his first real venture into ministry. Paul was also highly educated. He was a Pharisee. He knew all about the Old Testament scriptures. The early church was built on the preaching of the Old Testament scriptures. At this point, they didn't have the New Testament yet. Paul was very, very qualified. Yet, his education paled in comparison to the amount of grit that sustained him through his missionary journeys. So this morning, I know it's Friday. I know it's Missions Conference Week, right? World Impact Conference Week. I only have two points for you this morning. But I want to share with you this morning two lessons that education cannot teach you, but grit can. There's some lessons that only grit can teach you. The first lesson is this. Grit will teach you how to keep going through failures. It will teach you how to keep going through failures. You ever failed? I'm not talking about a test. I'm talking about something where you poured your life in and it was absolutely humiliating and embarrassing for you. How do you, how do you keep going through that? Grit. Grit. The Apostle Paul and Barnabas were sent out of the church in Antioch and, and their, their first missionary stop was their home field at the city of Antioch here. And, and it's interesting what happens in Acts chapter 13, back a chapter, verse 40, 43. Now, listen here. Put yourself in the Apostle Paul's shoes for a minute. The Apostle Paul is a Jewish in nature, but he's, he's Christian now, but he's Jewish in blood. So he is going first to the Jewish people and he knows... Uh, crazy amount about the law, about the Old Testament law. He knows how to preach Christ from the law. And if you were him, I don't know about you, I'd be having some very high expectations. I'd be thinking, yes, I'm going to go into this synagogue and these people have never seen this about Christ. And boy, we're going to go to Isaiah 53 and we're going to go to Psalm 2. And once I'm done, they're, they're, how are they going to not be able to accept Christ? Once, they, once these Jewish people see how much Christ is in the Old Testament, how he's the sacrifice of all sacrifices, they're probably all going to get saved. Wouldn't you have that expectation? All these people, the people that he's preaching to already know a lot about the Old Testament. He's going to just, he's just going to just tell them, tell them the tail end of it. In Acts 13, 43, we get the response. Now, when the congregation was broken up, many of the Jews and religious proselytes followed Paul and Barnabas. Some of them got saved. Praise the Lord. Who, speaking to them, persuaded them to continue in the grace of God... 
Then verse 44, the whole city comes together. Almost the whole city comes together to hear Paul preach. I don't know about you, if I was Paul at this point, I'm thinking, boy, some people got saved the first time. Isn't that awesome? Now the whole city's coming. Bring it on. Antioch for Christ right here. Acts 13, 45. But when the Jews saw the multitudes, they were filled with envy and spake against those things which were spoken by Paul, contradicting and blaspheming. Wow. You know, sometimes the results you want and the results you imagine and the results you dream of is not really what's going to happen in real life. The Apostle Paul, through his whole life, carried a, a lifetime burden for Jewish people. The book of Romans was one of the latter books that he wrote. And, and in that, in chapter 10, verse 1, he said, Brethren, my heart's desire and prayer to God for Israel is that they might be saved. The Apostle Paul had a lifetime burden for Israel to be saved. However, many of the Israelites that heard Paul preach, instead of getting saved, did everything they could do to ruin his testimony. Yes, some got saved, but catch this, at some point, Paul must have judged his ministry to the Jews less than effective. Because he said, all right, we're done with you. We're going to the Gentiles. At some point, he shook the dust off his feet. That's an expression saying that I did my part, the ball's in your court kind of thing. If, his, if he would have judged his ministry successful to the scope of his expectations, he wouldn't have changed. He had a certain expectation in his mind. This is a failure of expectation right here. He had a certain expectation in his mind that did not quite happen the way he thought it was going to happen. What do you do when that happens? Now, most people just quit. Some of you already thought about quitting college already. This is where grit comes in. Maybe your expectations are being confronted with reality today. Maybe West Coast Baptist College isn't everything you thought it was. Maybe you just had an expectation in your mind that things were going to go different. Maybe that roommate you requested, you didn't know very well. Now you do. <laughs> Laughing, but it's true. Some of you are thinking about going home because of silly, petty things like that. Get some grit. Get some grit. There are some failures of expectations, some expectations that are just, you're, you're going to think it's going to be something great, and it's not how it's going to work out in real life. It's not how it's going to work out in real life. Your education is not going to help you that much in that moment, but grit will. Those with no grit quit. You know, some of you are probably thinking, I, I, I could just go home and, and I, I can finish online. Yeah, you're going to get a lot of grit there. You may have some failures, but that does not mean that God made a mistake. It might mean God wants you to get some grit while you're here. Because you're going to need it for ministry. Instead of quitting, the Apostle Paul allowed himself to be flexible enough to accept what God wanted and not what he wanted. 
Acts 13.46. Then Paul and Barnabas waxed bold. And, and, and he stay, the, the, Acts 13.46 is when he said, listen, uh, we're shaking the dust off our feet. Now we're going to the Gentiles. Listen, this ministry wasn't everything I thought it was going to be. No, maybe I had some expectations that didn't match reality. M- maybe in my mind there was something that, that didn't quite work out. Maybe my heart was so set on something that when it doesn't happen, it breaks us. You ever been there? Let God be God. Let him be the God of your life. Grit allows yourself to be flexible enough and to be leadable by God. You know, education teaches you to succeed. Grit teaches you how to keep going through failures. And you're going to need to learn how to keep going because I'm going to tell you something. It doesn't matter what career you're going to go to. It doesn't matter what type of ministry you're going to go to. It doesn't matter what kind of thing you're planning or God's planning for you. Can I tell you a little secret? You're going to fail a whole lot. You're going to fail a whole lot. And the scope of your ministry success is going to be in direct proportion to the scope of the grit in your heart. How would you feel if you were the Apostle Paul right now? Rejected. Harassed. He had a failure of expectation, but there's also a failure of acceptance here. Paul's audience, these are the people. Listen, if you've been on here on Jewish outreach, listen, how many of you have been on Jewish outreach? Raise your hand here, all right? Now, listen, I'm not talking about Saturdays. You guys can put your hands down, all right? I'm talking about summer Jewish outreach. How many? Let me see those. A lot of Jewish people get saved, don't they? Imagine the burden the Apostle Paul has for it. He's one of them. They're his own countrymen. They're the people that taught him. They're people that he loves personally and has personal friendship. Their kids played together growing up. He has personal memories with a lot of these these close people. And now those very same people are not just rejecting his message, they are directly rejecting Paul. In other words, he had a failure of expectation, but he also has a failure of acceptance. Because grit will teach you how to to respond when you experience pure and utter rejection. I'm not talking about when nobody comes forward in the altar. I'm talking about when you get personally attacked and harassed. How do you teach somebody, I'm going to give you three lessons today on how to respond? No. No. Grit. That's how. Grit teaches you that. Grit carries you through those moments. The Apostle Paul, they rejected his message and they rejected him personally. They rejected him personally. He didn't just go home and say, well, you know, nobody came forward, but it was still a good service. They stirred up women and and chief men of the city. They harassed him. They falsely accused him. They raised persecution against him. They completely destroyed the public perception of their moral character. They made it their mission to ruin their testimony. And you are going to experience direct opposition from the devil himself through other people to completely attack not just your church, not just your ministry, but to attack you and your family. That's what this nation's coming to. 
You better get some grit while you're here to carry you through those moments, folks. You better get some grit for that. That happened at Iconium. That happened at, 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 at Antioch, rather. So, the Barnabas and the Apostle Paul, that's no big deal. We'll just go over to Iconium. Let's go to Iconium, then. Second city of the first missionary journey. And Iconium, the unbelieving Jews, stirred up the Gentiles so much that there was a physical assault on Paul and Barnabas. So they literally fled. Don't, don't tell me, they rejected Christ, not me. No, this was a personal rejection. I'm not talking about asking somebody out and them saying no. I know that hits home too, by the way. It does. I'm talking about a kind of personal rejection where you are fearing for your life and you are literally running for your life because there are people that want to kill you for your message. They don't just want to kill their message. They want to kill you. That's how Paul felt. So they ran from Iconium. They ran to Lystra and to Derbe. Surely there's going to be success here. Surely there's going to be a glorious church planted with no persecution at all. Jews from Antioch and Iconium followed them from city to city. They followed him from Antioch. They gathered more people at Iconium and they followed him to Lystra. And that brings us to our text today. After the message, yes, some people got saved. We'll see that in a minute. But after the message, this is what happened after church that day. Verse 14 of Acts 13. And when they departed from Perga, they, they came unto Antioch and Pisidia and went down to the synagogue and, the, and, and sat down. And after the reading, oh, I'm in 13, sorry, uh, 14. Acts 14, verse 19. And there came thither certain Jews from Antioch. In other words, these, these people made it the mission of their life to destroy Paul, to destroy his moral character, to destroy his testimony. They, they couldn't run from him. They were following him. They came thither from Antioch and Iconium, who, per, who persuaded the people and having stoned Paul, drew him out of the city, supposing they had been dead. This stoning was as serious as it gets. They literally thought he was dead. When it said they drew him out, they drug his carcass out of the city. They did more than reject his message. They rejected him. Uh, he probably learned a lot in his training in Jerusalem and in his training in, in, in Antioch. I don't think they, he learned a lot about how to respond to that moment in his education, though. What, what does the Torah say about being stoned and how to recover from it and keep going from the Lord? Grit says a lot about it, though. Grit will take you through that. The first lesson that you need to learn before you leave this place that you do not learn in the classroom is that grit will teach you to keep going through failures. Second lesson is this. Grit will teach you to stay humble. Grit will teach you to stay humble. 
when you do have some ministry success, when you do see some people saved, as, as, as the Apostle Paul and Barnabas did here uh, in, in Lystra, they saw some people saved, and, and there was a great healing of them. God verified the message through these men by sign gifts. They, they, they would preach, and when they would preach, afterwards often they would heal somebody, and, and that healing would verify the miracle because they didn't have the New Testament yet to open up and say, yeah, that's what Revelation says. Are you with me this morning? So people's reaction to that healing was one crazy. In fact, in this culture, it was a common belief that in Greek and Roman mythology that the gods uh, like Zeus, also known as Jupiter, and Hermes, also known as Mercury, would actually come down in human form and visit people and visit the people. And the unbelieving people in Lystra, they looked at Barnabas and Paul after they, they healed that man. They looked at him and said, one of them Zeus and one of them Hermes. Grab some. These guys are gods. Grab some sacrifices. We're going to make sacrifices to these men because they're gods. Now, let me tell you something. Who doesn't like a good compliment? I, I would think there's not a person here who has not once basked in the flattery from somebody else. But grit doesn't do that. Grit doesn't do that. Knowledge puffeth up. Grit keeps you small. Knowledge puffeth up. Grit keeps you small. You can come out of here if you're walking this May, or you can come out of here with your degree, and oftentimes with, with very high degrees and very high qualifications, praise the Lord for it, but too often it's accompanied by very high pride. That's not grit. Grit keeps you small. The Apostle Paul and Barnabas, was, was, they rent their clothes in their reaction. They saw these people trying to commit to, to, to sacrifice unto them that wanted to worship them, that were calling them gods. They rent their clothes. This was a custom done to react to, uh, to, to heresy. And, and they, they stopped him. They said, stop. Listen here. We are men of like passions as you. What they were saying is, listen, there's nothing special about me. I didn't heal that person to, so you would think highly of me. I want to tell you about my God that's special. Amen. It's not about me. They didn't bask in the flattery. They rent their clothes. Grit does not seek compliments. Grit does not bask in the flattery from others. Grit does not seek to look good. A person with true grit knows they're just the same as everybody else, saved by the grace of God. Some of you are so filled with pride because you're a room leader and you let that go to your head. Or you've let some other things go to your head too much. You have a superiority complex because you're a whopping 22 and you have a whole whopping two years of life experience over the rest. Come to me, the self-appointed counselor. Get some grit. Get some grit. I'm not attacking your character. I'm telling you, you're not going to last in ministry, and you're not going to do much for the Lord at all without grit. You get a lot of things while you're here, but you get grit while you're here. You get a passion and persistence. 
Grit keeps you humble. I wonder if there's any that are so proud of themselves this this morning. They could be members of the church at Laodicea. And God is looking at you, and he's about to barf. God doesn't need your talent. He doesn't need your qualifications. God is looking for the young men and young ladies here with some grit and passion in their hearts. Who are willing to keep going through failures. Who are willing to not get so puffed up when they have some success. God will do much through that person. It's amazing what Barnabas and Paul did in their first missionary journey. It's amazing the results of their ministry. Churches were established in the faith. Many people were saved through it. Yet, I wonder how your ministry would have looked like if that was you on that same missionary journey. What are you willing to endure? What is it going to take for you to quit? I'm thinking about not coming back. You know, there's this and there's that. You know, there's a lot of other options out there. And Get some grit. You don't need to go home in a Thanksgiving in a couple weeks trying to spout off everything you learned in New Testament survey. Go home and hop on a bus. Go home and just get involved. Don't try to impress anybody at your home church by the scholarly education you're getting here, although you are getting that, praise the Lord. Go home and show them some true grit for the Lord. Take advantage of some of the summer ministries here. I'll tell you what, these Canadian people just just got done singing one of the best summers I interned at the Grace Baptist Church in Surrey, British Columbia. Put yourself under some pass. Well, it doesn't pay as much. It pays in grit. It pays in grit. Grit will pay your school bill, by the way. Yeah, I just need a job still. No, you need some grit. You get grit, you'll have a job. You'll work yourself right through it. You need grit. Young men, how are you going to provide for a family one day if you cannot pay your own college school bill? You need to think about that. You're going to need grit in a lot of other reasons. For ministry, yes. But for a lot of other ways, too. Grit will teach you how to keep going through failures. It'll teach you how to stay humble. The Apostle Paul didn't let themselves get too high when they were successful and people wanted to sacrifice to them. And they didn't throw a little pity party or get discouraged and quit or look at alternate routes of education or anything else when things got rough. They had some grit. And they established some churches in the faith, yes. Verse 23. And when they had ordained them elders in every church and prayed with fasting, they commended them to the Lord in whom they believed. And that's amazing. They ordained them elders in every church. Think about that. There were no churches in these cities at the beginning of of this missionary journey, the beginning of Acts 13. 
But at the end, they ordained them elders in every church. That means they went back. They returned again, as it says in verse 21. They returned again to Lystra and to Iconium. And then they went to the hometown of those same people that were following them around and persecuting and persecuting them in, in Antioch. Why? Confirming the souls of the disciples. Well, that, that's a little risky, isn't it? Not for someone who has grit. You want real fruit in ministry? Listen, you can have a lot of growth. Just being honest with you. You can have a lot of growth. But real fruit in ministry takes some grit. Takes some grit. You want to do something with your life? Then get grit. You want God to do something through you that is beyond what you can imagine? Get some grit. Maybe carve out some study time and start dreaming again. Get some grit. Do whatever you can to pay your college bill. That is the first test of grit while you're here. All of this is training. There's a lot more to West Coast Baptist College than education. That's what sets this place apart. Yes, scholarly education, but you get grit. Some of these question and answer times at Pastor Chapel, boy, you need to ask them some more of those questions of what it was like in the old days on Lancaster Boulevard. You need to ask him what his meal plan was the first couple years. You need to ask him about some tough questions and the amount of grit that it takes, take, took place to birth a ministry like this. One of my favorite scriptures in all the word of God, Psalm 107, 23 and 24. They that go down to the sea in ships, that do business in great waters, these see the works of the Lord and his wonders in the deep. You want to see some great works of the Lord in your life and in your ministry? Oh, and education will help you, but grit will make it happen. Passion and persistence. You want to do something great for God? Get grit. You want to see a church planted for the Lord? Get grit. You want to fulfill God's calling on your life? Good luck doing it without grit. You get grit while you're here. Because the scope of your ministry is in direct proportion to the amount of your grit. I wonder if I asked other students here today, write down some of the five people that you know of, students, that you believe have true grit. Would your name be on their list? Would, would they write your name down? wonder if we ask some of the staff here. Write down some of the names of the, of, of the people, students here. Doesn't matter their grades. See average with grit I take any, every day of the week over straight A's with no grit. Would your name be on some of the staff's list? Some of the teacher's list, faculty? God has his list. He already knows. He's looking in here and he knows. He, yes, 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 he knows your report card. But he's looking for grit today. You want to be a Daniel? You want to be a Moses? Yes, get a good education here. 
But when the education meets somebody with a passion and persistence, that true grit, when those two come together, God will do something great through that person. Is that you today? Get grit now and get it here because you're going to need a whole lot of it in ministry.